Are you new to fatherhood? Not sure if you're dating to your full potential? Well, you've come to the right place. Most dads aren't talking to each other about their lives as dads. Like it's some kind of secret. Well, this is the podcast that takes the secret out of fatherhood. This is Not-So-Secret Dad's Business. G'day, g'day. Welcome to another episode of Not-So-Secret Dad's Business, guys. I'm Nate Newman, and as always, got my favourite foul-mouthed chucklehead, Bizarro, a.k.a. Lobo, a.k.a. Judge Gonzo. What's happening, big boy? Um, it's fucking everything's awesome, man. Uh, oh, I want to start with the cool stats. So, like, shout out to, like, Germany and fucking Spain and, like, the UK. Like, apparently we've got people kind of rocking out fucking all over the place, man. Like, that's that's cool, man. Like, it's it's like, I don't know what other opportunity you would get to do that outside of, like, Instagram. Right? Like, because every once in a while I get someone following me, like, cosplay-wise or fitness-wise. And they're from wherever. I think it's a little different when it comes to, like, an online radio show, right? Cause a picture you fucking scroll by, you don't like this, this requires shit to do, right? You got to download it. You got to listen to it, stuff like that. So that was pretty fucking cool, man. I was like, Holy shit. Yeah, man. Look, shout out to our listeners in the UK. Cause we've been, we've been charting this week. It's been pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Like 84, like on one of the charts and shit like that. That's, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We hit 84 in the parenting category in the UK. It's dropped off a little bit. We've dropped down to, I think, like 260 or thereabouts. But still, man, the show's still charting, so. Yo, that's a content thing. Like, we put out once a week, so we're going to bounce up and down and shit like that. And it's probably because we had that that England love letter the other day where I was like, I fucking, dude, I want to go. Well, I wanted to go back and live, you know, and then Hunter showed up, and I wouldn't give that up. But, uh, yeah, man. But fucking, so they're coming to fix the roof. Uh, that's this again, fucking dad family problems. They're coming to fix the roof. The insurance paid for all of it. I don't have to worry about any of it. They're going to spray paint the ceiling. As soon as they come to do the roof, we're starting to fucking pack shit up. We're out of here, man. Fucking 14 green, which is, 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 is fucking history. And then we're going to stay. And then we're going to stay at her folks place for a little bit. They got like a couple spare fucking bedrooms closer to work. It's like 20 minutes away from work. So that should be cool. And then, Based on the money, I can put a whole chunk down in the house. I can get a new fucking car because this car is great, but it's kind of on its way out. I could pay for like half the wedding. Like I could just do a whole bunch of shit and then have some money to furnish and stuff like that. So if it works out the way and they offered me a job at another fucking school. So that should be really fucking cool. And like it's great school, too. But it's um, it's the right handed twin school because it's the school that always charts their kids always pass. So the teachers that they have there fucking boring because they realize they don't really have to do anything like the kids are always going to pass and stuff like that so the so the vp came up to me and she's like hey you want a job i said you guys asked me last year too and i feel like i'm gonna miss out on the second bite of the apple so the way it works here is uh or at least in north public schools you can't just leave your school and go to another one the principal has to write you a letter of release the letter of release is like hey we want you to release them to us therein lies the fucking problem because my kids, who are comprehensive school kids, crushed standardized tests. So she might be like, now nah, we can't let them go. Which So there's an 80% chance that I'm not getting let go. I'm going to try and fight it because I do want to go over to the other building. Um, yeah, man. But it's, it's been fucking, it's been crazy eventful, man. So what's up with your, your week? Not much, man. It's been a, a bit of a quiet week. You know, um, I've been, I've been training, still training and stuff like that, but... My workouts kind of dropped off because the numbers on the scale were just sort of like floating around the same, you know. And and it was doing my head in. Motivation sort of died because I'm like, well, fuck, here I am. I'm working and, and it's not making any fucking difference. You know, any normal person would go, hey, there's no change here. I need to work harder. But me, I'm like, fuck, man. Well, what's the point? No, dude, that's plateauing. Like after like two or three days, it will stay the same. Like an inch or so might go away. And on like day four, you'll lose like four pounds. It's like like one of them body fucking phenomenons and shit. Like, and that's where the willpower kicks in. Yeah, well, that's that's where having the side by side photos helped as well. I've just seen that and I've gone, oh fuck, man, I've got to get back to it. Oh my god, dude! If uh, dude, if anybody saw that shit, anybody saw that shit, that is ridiculous, man. Like that's awesome. That was a lot of fucking weight. Like that's a lot of front 
front like pre-diabetes weight that you had man like that's fucking great dude like and now all that shit it looks like you lost like one third of it like that's fucking nuts man but that's that's it's weird because it's the first place that you can kind of see a difference but it's the last place where it all goes from face neck and shit are usually first arms and stuff like that which you go through like a teenage awkward phase because for a minute like the rest of you looks like slim and trim and you just have this gut yeah that don't worry about but believe me that shit happens all the time yeah, well, my PT hit me up this morning and he's like, hey, how have your workouts been going the last few weeks? And and I showed him and he's like, look, man, you're averaging three a week at the moment, so we're either going to have to uh, change up your splits or you're going to have to up your numbers and start getting back five, six days a week. And I'm like, look, got some sweet splits happening at the moment, like doing so, like back and tries, chest and buys, and then lower body and shoulders and, and traps and shit. And so I'm like, look, the splits are good. I've got something there that's working really well. I just got to get back into it. And having those side by side photos have really put a rocket up my ass and, and fired me up, you know? So I know. So, like, I'm still not where I want to be for New York. Got like 82 days left. So now I'm going into fucking panic mode. Um, so, like, after this, it's 8 30 here. After this, I got to go do like 40 minutes on the stepper and then fucking come home. Because when you're not working out, it's cardio is five days a week. And the stepper is nuts. It's not like running. If you run, you expect your heart rate to go up. My heart rate has never gone up so high as being on the fucking stepper. And you're going relatively slow. It hit like 167 at one point and like stayed and stayed over like 150. So much so that because of my age, the machine was like, hey, you might die. And I'm like, no, I'm fine. Trust me. If I start to feel lightheaded or fucking start to smell burnt toast i would have let someone know dude but that's weird man because you just brought that up and one of the things that i looked at over the weekend because it popped up was like men's health issues so again like we do it again like that wasn't even like i swear to god like that wasn't even a meaningful like bridge between the two like it just happened to fucking come up like it's sitting here fucking on my phone i thought it was weird i figured since we are dad centric like we're parents and shit like that of course like 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 a parent show. Cause I know like some of my friends who are moms listen. I know Haley from uh, England. Who's the dopest shit ever. I know she got a show too. Um, Mac to Mac. Like that's a good one. Mac to Mac podcast. Yeah, it's great. In fact, you know, we, we talked about uh, the UK and, and our politics here just the other week and, and how the, the queen can still do her thing. Right. And, and it's funny. I listened to their latest episode just the other day and both Amanda and Haley we're, we're talking about the same thing between Canada and the UK. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking nuts. So I, what, so I saw the difference between like women's health stuff and men's health stuff. And I thought that was pretty cool. So there's a, a website called fatherhood.org. Uh, so it's non-paid because it's an organizational website. And like there's, there's seven men's health stats that I think I knew, but like still seeing them in print was kind of fucking shocking, like especially for the other dudes out there. And I think... This is based on like biologically born men, I'm not taken away from trans men. You guys are my dudes too. But like, I think this is just based on like the biological part. So the first one says, and I knew this one, I'm pretty sure you knew this one too, that men live an average of five years less than women do. But I think that's like the age old joke where like, I'm going to be around longer than you are, which doesn't fucking, it doesn't bother me, but get this dude, more men than women die from each of the 11 leading causes of death, including suicide. Do you know men, 81% of suicides are committed by men? Yeah, man, it's it's fucking insane. What the fuck, dude? Is that just like, 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 look, man, I know women feel stressed too, but statistically 81%, I didn't know the fucking gap was that big. I had no fucking idea the gap was that big. Yeah, man, and look, I, th- I think the, the reason... Behind that is, again, because men aren't fucking talking to each other, you know? And that's the whole point of this show, man, is to, to be talking about real shit and, and getting it off our chests. Because yeah. yeah, and not just to us, like, talk to anybody. Yeah, that's right, because, I mean, you end up just carrying it with yourself, internalising it, and it gets to a point where the pressure builds up, and, yeah, they, they just feel like they've got nowhere to turn. And so... That's where they go, you know? Oh, I think what set me down this fucking rabbit hole, because I was just looking for, like, men, just overall men stuff, and dad stuff specifically. Um, a guy, 
took a video, it was like his goodbye video. He was sitting in his car and it said, uh, it was a snapshot and said, this was like just minutes before this dude killed himself. He was like in debt. He had three kids he couldn't take care of. People were still coming for him for money or whatever. Dude, like the look on his face was just like, that's fucking nuts. It was heartbreaking. It was nuts. Like in that situation, I feel like sometimes when I'm fucking mad about something or when I'm upset about something, I don't talk to anybody. And this may sound weird, but I feel better when I post about it because that's me not directly talking to anybody, but that's me venting it out. And normally I don't need anyone to say shit. Oh, you're fucking great. Like, I don't need to hear that. Sometimes I just need to get it out. But I don't have a problem talking to people. Like, if I'm having a problem, I'll call a therapist. I'll call my sponsor. Like, I'll do shit like that. But it just seems like guys, at least in, in my view, dudes are the ones posting, like, vague stuff about, you know, how life is tough or whatever. Like, chicks don't really do that in my in my history. Like, it's not like it's like, oh, you, you know, this chick's a bitch or whatever. But it's not like, hey, man, like, my day's so fucking bad. Like, I don't know what to do. That I predominantly see from dudes. I predominantly see that one from dudes. I see that a lot in the dads groups as well, uh, where where dads are like, hey, guys, you know, like, I'm struggling today. My finances are shot. Uh, uh, the, you know, baby mama isn't letting me see the kids. I've got this situation going on, and I've got to, do I see a lawyer? Do I, do I do this? Do I do that? Because right now, I don't know where the fuck to turn. I don't know what to do, you know? And... And it's interesting, like, you will see a lot of dads in there, in the comments, being really supportive and, and giving some suggestions or some advice. But on the flip side of that as well, you've got these these guys full of machismo. Where, oh, quit being a bitch, quit what, quit your whining, da 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 And it's like, well, fucking hang on, you know. Like, it's in the title of the dad group. It's dads assisting dads or dads helping dads or, or something like that. Like, that's the whole fucking point of the group. Yeah, I know. But you have to assume that most people join stuff like that because their life is so bad and sucks so much. They just want to make other people miserable. Like, I don't know. Have you seen Guns Akimbo? No. Guns Akimbo is a fucking dude. It is Daniel Radcliffe, the Harry Potter got kid. I was going to say kid. He's like 30 now, I think. That's what he does. After he gets off work, he goes and just trolls these websites. He does this, the, the kind of stuff that like we hate. Right. Oh, you suck. This sucks. This company sucks. Fuck your mother. The rest of that stuff. At night, this like underground game of like hunt or be hunted breaks into his house and they and they drill guns onto his hands with a limited amount of ammo. And then someone has to hunt him or like groups need to hunt him. And that's the payment for you going on and popping a whole bunch of shit or whatever. It's it's actually it's a fucking amazing flick. Dude. Like, it's crazy. It's batshit, dude. It's batshit. It's it. it is good, but like that's what I think should happen. Like a la the end of Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. I think you should get the address of everybody that says something, and you get to go to their house and be like, "Look, either we're going to shoot the one outside, or I'm going to beat the shit out of you in your house." Like I just don't think you should be able to post anonymously. I don't. I don't because if you were that because if you were that brave enough and brazen enough, you should be able to say the shit to the person and not hide behind like a fake profile picture. Yeah, it's it's like Mike Tyson says, too many people is talking shit on social media and not getting punched in the mouth for it. That's right. It makes them comfortable and not getting punched in the fucking mouth. Yeah, dude, but that 81% thing really rocked my shit. That's f- fucking nuts. That means 19% based on this. 19 fucking percent of suicides are women. 81 are fucking dudes. But then we also talked about like how women predominantly get like the kids, they get the house, they get like all the rest of that stuff. Because like to me, that's a a sexist trope that's like well the guy can take care of himself well that's why these motherfuckers are killing themselves because everyone thinks you can take care of yourself and and deal with emotional breakdowns properly we don't deal with emotional breakdowns properly we just act like the shit isn't going on to other people and when people are like oh you're taking it really well be like yeah man it doesn't matter meanwhile it's killing you slowly every fucking day you just don't want to say nothing yeah and i think it's it, it also comes back to the the old idea that that mothers women are the nurturers and so children are automatically meant to be with the mother but i mean a perfect example of that and i know it's a comedy movie and it's not real life but fucking liar liar there's that scene in liar liar where the mother wins custody 
And then all of a sudden she starts screaming at the kids, right, let's get out of here. You don't need to see him. And and he realizes, oh, damn, I've just fucked up. I've given, I've fought for this woman and it's, she's a bitch. And so, like, I'm not saying your gender denotes if you're a, a manipulator or not. Like, people suck. It's got nothing to do with it. But when, when shit, like, like that wasn't put in the movie because that doesn't happen. That shit happens. More, more to guys than it does to women. Like, get her deadbeat dads all over the place. And it's not even like a trope or like a, st- like, it is a stereotype, but it came, but it's more true. Like, my kids from school, I work in an inner city. Not a lot of dads, a lot of grandmothers, a lot of mothers, but not a lot of dads, like not a lot of positive male figures. So these kids don't want to say none to anybody because they feel like they got to be the man of the house. So it's just like when people say, well, don't believe stereotypes. So, well, stereotypes came from somewhere. It might not have been a whole fucking thing, but they came from fucking somewhere. Like the stereotype of a Karen. What, just because you got that haircut and you're upset about your service doesn't make you a Karen. It's how you, it's how you handle it, right? Like if you got some shit in your food and it's gross and you get upset because you had a bad day and you go to send it back and someone just records you freaking out, that's not fair to that person either, right? Like you don't know a what their fucking day was like. You don't know what the fuck was wrong with the food or you don't know what was wrong with the service. You just seen the aftermath and thought it'd be cool to like post it so you can get yourself likes and shit. Like some people just suck. Some people just want to yell and scream. I get that. But like, if we don't want to put anybody into these buckets and that's not fair, then we got to start doing that shit to everybody. Like individual people suck. Whole groups do not. No, that's right. I mean, at risk of blowing wind up your ass, mate, I think, you know, with, with the kids that you're working with, I think that's why you are so successful as the teacher that you are, right? Because... They don't have those male role models. And, I mean, I'm not in your classroom, dude, but I see the posts that you put up. I see these kids that you're with. Even, you you know, your night school students, you know, fucking grown-ass adults. But they all fucking respect you so much, man, because you clearly stop and put the time in to build that personal rapport, connect with them, and work with them, man. And, like, I've, I've got a lot of respect for you there, man. That's awesome. Thanks, man. Yeah, like, and then years ago, we're talking, oh, maybe 15 years ago, the current mayor of North used to be the principal, and he went down the statistics. Apparently, someone ran some statistics. I think it was in New York City of the people that urban area kids predominantly learn from or attach to based on respect level. Like, black males were amongst the last ones. And when someone asked why, they're like, because most of the kids that we deal with, their dads aren't in the picture. And like that all clicked. I was like, yeah, you know what? That does fucking make sense. Like to them at least. And then I asked my kids, I was like, you know, like, how do you feel about blah, blah, blah. And it was always like a different thing, but that, oh, I don't like him because he's extra. Or I don't like him because he's too much, but it always was that one pocket of people. And I think the hierarchy was, I mean, my memory is fucking terrible, but I think the higher, I think the top three were black women White women came in second. Hispanic women, then white males, Hispanic males, and then black males. So the whole thing just fucking flipped over. I was fascinated by that, man. But but again, it's not all of them. Like, you can't fucking say that. Like, you can't say, like, maybe an urban area. Like, there's all those factors, right? There's your income, the area that you're forced to live in, what your home life was like, blah, blah, blah. Like, all that stuff conglomerates to make you a person. So it shouldn't be like all of these people because that's not fucking fair either. Like, you can't say that. It's like saying the entire movie sucked. Like, no, it didn't. I'm sure there's something. But you just want to go to the extreme because it makes you fucking feel better. And then four was, I mean, is this because of the danger work? It says men perish. uh, I mean, uh, 91% of work-related deaths strike men. Is that like because like heavy machinery is is heavily uh, like male dominated? Like, or do they mean like stress attacks, heart attacks and shit like that? Like, it's not really specific. It doesn't say. When, when I see contractors or like construction workers, it's 98% dudes. If I see dudes working on a roof, it's always dudes. 
And I'm not saying women aren't in the industry. I'm just saying it's male, it's male dominated. So you have a much better chance falling off a fucking roof and dying than you do, say, working at a fucking store or working in an office building, being a lawyer, shit like that. So I think that one's more skewed to the type of work. I think so as well. Yeah, because, and, and you're totally right, because it is usually male dominated. And I sh look, I'll tell you something now. Where I'm working now, in the time I've been working there in the last four, maybe six months, I've had two female welders work there. And with, with no word of a lie, in my almost 20-year career, they are the first two female welders I have seen in my field. So I do think it's got a lot to do with the fact that, you know, it's, it's mainly men going into mining. It's mainly men who are, are working construction, working at heights on scaffolds. Not only that, but men are more likely to take risks as well. So they're more likely in those jobs to take shortcuts for safety and, and stuff like that. Ah, oh, it's a two-minute job. Fuck spending 15 minutes putting a harness on. I'll just climb up there, get it done and, and whatnot. And then that's when accidents are happening. But, I mean, heart-related issues as well, caused by stress from work, I'm sure that could be in there as well. But like you said, I think it's it's coming back towards the the profession itself, though. Yeah, it's where you talk about taking risks, right? Which is just like, to me, some of those scenarios are just based on speed and stupidity. So, like, taking a risk is like going to bungee jump, you know, and let's just say in short shorts, right? But, like, going bungee jumping without a fucking bungee cord, that's stupid, right? So, like, if I'm working on the roof and I'm three and I'm three stories up and I don't want to put the harness on to keep clicking to go up and I just run up there with 300 pounds with the shingles on my shoulders and I die, that's not a risk take. That's just fucking dumb, like you knew better, right? But I also think, at least from what I've seen, women will take more of a risk taking a promotion or moving to another place to take a higher position than guys. will. I think guys are kind of, I think the majority of dudes are scared to do that. Like my daughter, the fucking Josh Sorrell, she uprooted her fucking family and like moved a couple States. Right. And so did my kid Tiara. Like they just up and fucking move. I don't know a lot of guys that do that, like move States or like move to a different country like my friend Dara up fucking rooted from New Jersey and moved out to California to work at Google and like didn't even think about it. One day she was just gone. I personally have heard more of those stories about like my female friends than my guy friends. It just seems like guys will work like manual, harder jobs when it comes to be like, hey, if you want this promotion, you got to move a couple states away. I think guys get really comfortable in their surroundings like this is my bar or this is my uh my my food place or these are my friends or whatever i think the chick will be like listen i'll stay in contact with you but like i gotta do for me so that's more of a a woman thing to be like if i want to further my career and i gotta move i'm fucking moving yeah 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 look i mean even even myself i found this recently when uh work brought in this new machine this new laser welder you know they'd been wanting somebody to you know step up and, and learn how to do it and stuff and i'm like hey over here, I'll do it. This sounds cool. I'll do it. And I don't think they took me seriously because a lot of the other guys are like, hey, this is what I do. This is what I'm good at. I'm just going to stick to this. You know, and they were looking at hiring someone to come in and, and learn this stuff. And I'm like, guys, I'm right here. It's, I was almost like waving my hands going, hey, like I put my name in the fucking hat three times now. And they're like, oh, you really want to do it? And I'm like, fucking yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, now I'm doing that, you know. But the the other thing that I've seen personally in my life as well with the moving states or moving countries, my my dad did that with us when I was a kid. We, we moved every two years. And I always thought it was because dad had found a new job opportunity. As I've gotten older, though, I found that and I'm just speculating here. I'm I'm not inside the man's head. But I, I came to the conclusion that he was just running from his problems. So he was like, okay, i got to get the fuck out of here. So he'd call someone in New Zealand. Hey, look, 
you know, I want to come back and work for you guys. If I move back to New Zealand, will you give me a job? And so next thing I know, we've got removalists in our house packing everything up. We're jumping on a plane and flying across the Tasman to move to New Zealand again. Well, it's weird. I think that ties back to what you say about, like, how guys don't want to fix a problem right away. Like, women always want to fix it. Like, the day that it happens, like, and I know the trope is, like, if you ask a woman what's wrong and she says nothing, you know there's something wrong. Yeah, but you know there's something wrong because there's been a problem. Normally, she just doesn't want to start another problem because she knows you're going to fucking fly off the handle. And we fly off the handle in our defense because we're, we pack on so much shit on our back that instead of letting it all out and dealing with it, we explode over dumb shit. Like, you can't find the second sock. It ain't got nothing to do with the fucking sock, bitch. You're mad because of other stuff. But you're mad because of other stuff because you don't let it go. In case in point, me and Sarah, right? Like, if I'm mad about something, I want to talk about it right away. She wants to talk about it right away because she wants to clear the air. I think women are more courageous in that aspect, that they just want to get to the problem, even if it causes a fight, so they can clear the problem. Men will want to wait and try to forget the problem exists. And I can only speak from personal experience with the stuff I've seen on a majority. I'm the same way. So if I'm like, I don't want to deal with this shit. I just don't want to talk about it. Let's talk about it some other time. I think in my head, I'm like, that other time ain't going to fucking happen. Like, I'd rather just not talk about it. But then you're leaving that in the basket for later. But we'll bring the shit up. Like, we got some ammunition. Like, no, we were supposed to solve that problem way to fuck back here. You waited till now because you wanted to keep that golden nugget so when it was opportune for you to bring it up, now you got ammo. Like, you can't fucking do that. And I know because I fucking do it. Like, do you do it or have done it? Like, oh, I want to talk about it right now, but the shit still bothers you. Absolutely. All the time. So instead you wait till later to be like, but there was that one time. And they're quick to call us out and they fucking should. She's like, "Now nah, you had the opportunity to talk about that. You can't bring that up now just because of a problem. You should have addressed it back then. But we're so fucking stubborn that we're like, nah, now I'm ready to talk about it. No, you just want to talk about it now because you ain't got a fucking foot in the argument because you're wrong. Yep, I do that all the time. And, and as for running away from my problems, I've done it too. I'm, I, I'm just as guilty of it. Uh, you know, like when my, when my ex-wife and I split up, I was in WA... Western Australia for maybe three months after we split and then I was out because I just I didn't even want to be in the same city as her because I didn't want to see her face you know so I bailed but yeah that was good it was it was a good distraction but then once that novelty wears off it all catches up to you again and you've got to stop and deal with it you know and I, th- I, th- I do think a, a part of it is because we're like walking pressure cookers, you know. We just keep it to ourselves and we mull it over in our head over and over and over again. And all we're doing is just winding ourselves up. And then it comes to that point like you've just mentioned where you're like, yeah, but this was... Yeah, they, they don't give a fuck about that and they call you out on your shit because, yeah, you should have dealt with that earlier. Instead... You decided, fuck it, let's stew on it, let's let let's let it fester, and then it just comes out at the most inopportune moment. We're also as a as a whole a coward for stuff like relationship stopping. A chick will come right out to you, like she'll bring you out dinner and be like, I don't think this is working. Right? And she'll tell you face to face a majority of the time. My friend Audrey, who I love dearly, just went through this. The dude was talking about getting an apartment moving out. I love you, blah, blah, blah. She felt static. She kept trying to bring it up. Nah, nothing's wrong. I love you. I love you. Nah, nothing's wrong. Nothing's wrong. And then over the phone breaks up with her talking about, I just don't know what I want right now. First of all, guys, stop that shit, right? Like that is your, it's weeks. Can we stop? You fucking know damn well. You either don't want to be with her because she doesn't do it for you anymore, or she's too much stress or whatever. So stop with that. Like nobody believes that. We don't believe it when we say it, so it comes off that she's not going to believe it either. I don't know what I want right now is bullshit. You know what you want. You just know it's not that fucking person. So now I get to that to get to this. He had all the opportunities to be like, this ain't working. She asked him. She said, if this isn't working, tell me now. So either we can fix it or we can end it. She was front and center 
and courageous enough to ask that this motherfucker nah nah not her the whole time and then broke up with her over the phone he was with her next to her on the couch could have did it then claimed we've all done this before why well, didn't want to hurt your feelings no you just didn't want to take responsibility for doing it in a fucking person you had no problem calling her up over the fucking phone yeah because because you you do it there in person she's gonna break down crying you, you gotta, gotta, you gotta deal with that, yeah. But you do it on the and phone. You should. You totally should. You should. But you, you, should. you do it over the phone or you do it over text. You remove yourself from that situation. You don't have to deal with the fallout. You feel better about yourself. And then the follow up is sometimes the woman in a relationship is like, well, then let's meet up or can we meet up to talk about it? And your excuse is always, no, nah, I don't think I'm ready for that. No, it's just because you don't want to stretch it because you already made your decision you made your decision three weeks ago you can't no fucking do no person wakes up one morning and says i don't want to be with this person it's always a buildup of different shit and the point that i'm trying to make is that a woman when she starts to feel that will start to tell you hey things are changing what the fuck now instead of the guy being like you know i kind of feel it too what do you want to do about it guys like nah everything's okay because again we don't want to talk right so no, everything's okay. No, there's no problem. There's no problem. There's no problem. And then when it comes to a head, the guy's like, I don't think this is working anymore and does it over the fucking phone or whatever, or wants to do it and dash. I don't think it's going to work anymore. I'm going out. That's why initially I wasn't friends with any of my exes. Now I'm friends with a lot of them because it all came to like, hey man, this ain't working, right? Like we can continue as friends. You can never talk to me again, but I want to be man enough to be like, yo, like this shit right now, it's not working. So like most of the exes that I have, or the people I've been with, knowing I did it like that, we're cool. Because that's all a fucking woman wants. She might be mad at you initially, but you got way more of a chance to be in the fucking crosshairs of her and all her friends if you do it like a fucking pusshole than you do if you just do it straight. Because at least if you do it straight and she starts popping shit around the neighborhood, around the area, be like, listen, that's not how it went down, but I'm not in any place to talk shit about somebody. She could say what she wants, whatever, whatever. That, that clears you because you did it the right way. If you don't do it the right way and she starts talking shit, your motherfucking ass is going to get mad like you did something. Like you're innocent. You ain't innocent, which is why you're getting mad. Yeah. Look, and I know we're talking about this as if we're, as if we're blameless, but, I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of it myself. I've done it before. Oh, no. I said in the onset I used to do that shit all the time. And, and sometimes I still bottle stuff up and wait. That's how I know I hold on to it till later because I'm still trying to break out of that now. Like, I'm not blameless for shit. I was terrible to women when I was younger, back when I had more hair and was better looking and more fucking suave, right? I was terrible, man. I treated people like shit intentionally. At one point, I had a bad breakup and it turned into like misogyny central. I got a whole stomach wrap and two tattoos on my ribs that were like, fuck women. I don't give a shit, which is fine because I had guys too, but it was predominantly women, right? And my response to that was at one point I was seeing seven women at the same time, told all of them that I was, but manipulated and used that information to be like, well, listen, I'm not dating anybody right now. You can do what you want. You can do Knowing full well that that is not going to work and they are going to want to have more time. They're going to want to be number one, stuff like that. And that's not, and that's not a stereotype. That shit is true. Because it worked. This one's sending me a gift. This one's leaving $50 in my mailbox to go get lunch. They started to compete for me. And it's not because I'm anything special. It's because I set it up that way. And it's like, I was fucked up. That's fucked up. And I paid the price afterwards because I'm sure karma kicked me in the ass. Like, you know, my marriage broke up because of me. And I couldn't fucking find a girlfriend shit because of me. Now it seems like the worm has turned because I got Sarah. But I'm far from fucking blameless. I was a piece of shit for a lot. All of my 20s, probably my early 30s too. Yeah, um, look, and I did the same as well. I, especially after my first marriage fell apart, I was like, fuck bitches, you know. And, and for a while there, I'd tell my mates, I'm like, I'm so glad I'm bisexual because at least I could still find somebody, you know. Um, and they used to joke around, you're not bisexual, you're just fucking greedy. But... You know, like I was, it was very much like, well, nah, fuck that. At least if I date a guy, 
you know, I'm doubling my wardrobe and I can leave the toilet seat up and I can I can do what the fuck I want because again, we're guys, we'll get along. It's all good. But yeah, I went through that as well where I had toxic relationships because because I, I loved the drama. I loved the chaos and it was a case of having no respect for them anyway. You know, so it's like it doesn't fucking matter. For some shit that very rarely does it come out of nowhere that we didn't fuck something up. Like, I can name one relationship, and that's a relationship that, like, put me in therapy and fucking on antidepressants and stuff. Well, I didn't do anything. Nothing. But shit was done to me, probably because I did so much dirt prior. So was I blameless in that relationship? Yeah, because I didn't fucking do anything. No sneak tipping, no nothing. But prior to that, I did fucked up shit. So I figure, look, man, the cosmic scales have to balance. Sooner or later, it's going to get you. And it's going to get you hard. Like, the more you did, and you're like, well, I didn't do something that bad, so to pay back. No, because if you did a bunch of little shit that's fucked up, those scales are still going to balance, man. They're still going to fucking balance. And it's going to put you out, out. Yeah, look, I'm not a religious man, but I do believe that the universe... Is, is a powerful fucking force and and it's always going to come back and deal you deal you back what you've put out into the universe. Uh, whether you want to call it the secret or the, the law of attraction or, or whatever it may be, karma, whatever it may be. Um, either way, the, the universe is going to go, so here's this steaming shit pile that you planted over here and I'm going to drop it in your lap. Now you've got to deal with it. Yep. And now you're going to reap what you sow. Yeah. Um, speaking of fucking higher powers, you ever watch 30 coins? No, I haven't. Man, there's so much shit you bring up I haven't seen. Do 30 coins on HBO. It's a reader because it's a Spanish show. It focuses around uh, the gospel according to Judas. It is fucking fascinating, dude. Fascinating. Um, and the whole thing is that there's a, like the church, the deep church is run by people who understand about who God really was as a magician and what Judas's role was. So just a quick fucking aside. Um, so the gospel according to Judas was carbon dated at the same time that the rest of the gospels were written. Catholic church hit it for a certain amount of time until someone got wind of the thing, put it up as a PDF. Then the Catholic Church flipped real quick, and they were like, no, well, it's just a Gnostic gospel, but you can get it. It's not like we're hiding it, but they did for so long, blah, blah, blah. But it's carbon dated for the same time, written about the same fucking people in the same fucking language, right? Like on the same papyrus, we're talking everything. And they said that that one doesn't count, but the rest of these do. In it, there's chunks missing, which is awesome. So if you get the PDF... It says like a bunch of lines and then three lines missing, two lines missing. This word might be this word. Because if you look at the original one, it's torn to fucking shreds. So a bunch of geniuses got together and tried to break it down. So Judas didn't betray Christ. Christ wanted Judas to betray him because he needed to leave the body. Okay. So Christ in that moment says, my name's not Jesus. It's Seth. And I'm a part of these 12 gods. There's 12 of them. There's 12 higher ones and there's 12 lower ones if memory serves me correctly. And he said, the higher ones go to a place that no mortal man on this earth is ever going to go to. It's a special place where just we go to rock out. This level, the most you're going to get is this level. But you also deal with what they call like savage gods. And Judas is like, what do you mean? And he was like, these gods like stuff like cannibalism and sacrifice and stuff. And that's who people are going to end up worshiping for thousands and thousands of years. Hence why we do the body and blood of Christ. So we do the body and blood of Christ because it's a cannibalistic ritual. You're eating the body and drinking the blood of Christ. And in that gospel, it said that that's what the lower gods enjoy. Like, that's what they like. So we're not far from, you know, fucking human sacrifice and stuff. He also says in the other part, he's like, well, what about the, so it's Judas and Jesus having a conversation or Judas and Seth having a conversation. And he's like, so what about the generations to come? He's like, watch out because they're going to do a lot of fucked up shit in my name and they're going to get away with it. Because they're doing it in my name, a la the 216,000 fucking cases of child molestation over the course of fucking 10 years, 10, 20 years in the Catholic Church. But it, it's in there. He was like, they will dress the part, they will preach, but they're going to use me in order to get what they want. And look at fucking your TV evangelists. Like, look at all these people that live these lavish lives, but tell you to give them money. And they're buying it. 
It's fucking nuts, dude. So he said, look, I got to leave this body. I got to do it a certain way. So you got to sell me out. So the whole show revolves around that and how all these people have these like secrets that like it was magic. It is a higher being, but it's not like God. It's one of the gods that just felt like fucking coming down. And apparently there could have been a bunch of them that like controlled the masses doing stuff or where it is fucking. And that put me on the show. The show's amazing, dude. It's like a horror movie show, religious fucking. It's nuts, man. It, it, dude, it's a it, it's a reader, but you stop giving a shit because the show is so fucking interesting. Yeah, but season two of Thirty Coins coming out twenty twenty three, dude. Season one was riveting. Like I could not stop. Like I haven't binged a show. Um, Another Life which I'm watching now, which I'm a couple years late on. It's what uh, Katie Sackoff, who was in the remake of Battlestar Galactica. I love her. She's awesome. I watched five fucking episodes straight of that show. And I don't like binging shows. Like, I like to spread them out. That's why I like watching the Marvel stuff, because it's every fucking week. That, dude, another life I couldn't watch stopping. 30 Coins, I think I finished off 11, 10, 10, 11 episodes in fucking two days. Like, and I knew the show got me because it opens up with a cow giving birth to one of the main characters and the thing that slides out is a human being right there. I was like, I'm in, I'm in. Cause I know it's going to be like antichrist stuff, religious stuff. I'm very into theology. Anyway, I'm like, this is going to be great. That is in the first fucking six minutes of that fucking show. The cow's given birth. She reaches in, pulls out a fucking child. And they're like, something fucked up is going on. Cause they're trying to collect all the 30 coins. Cause if they have all the 30 coins. You get to be like this, this like super cardinal. And it's great dude. the costumes. So the priests in the show are evil. So their whole suits are white. The collar's black. And I got these little red, like red upside down crosses that they wear. But the bishop, like the one that becomes the motherfucker in charge, got a headpiece with the 30 spots for the 30 coins. And before he gets in the robes, like he bathes in blood in like this white sheet and then puts the fucking robes on. Dude, it like the imagery in it is savage. Watch that fucking. Man, I've got to, I've got to get a VPN just so I can watch HBO because I, I keep hearing about so many good shows on HBO, man. So fucking good, dude. That show is amazing. Yeah, but we're on another life now, which is really good. It's aliens and shit like that. And then, like each episode is a nod to like a sci-fi movie that you've seen in the past. Like one is very thing-like, one is very aliens-like. One of them is uh, like, like, like it's good. Like they tell their own story. But you could see the hues that they took from the other fucking stories and shit. It's fucking dope. Uh, so that, I guess, is our one tangent for today. Anyway, back to fucking... I don't even know how to fucking get on there. Oh, dude, I don't know how we get to get on to things like this. But it's fucking great. I stopped fucking thinking about that. Actually, the person who could tell us is Jeff. So after Jeff listened to the show, he'd be like, you two assholes fucked up here. And that's when you went on a 20-minute tangent about fucking TV shows. Uh, and again, always fucking shouts to Jeff. How fucking awesome is is he, man? Like, he's... As soon as he listens to a fucking episode, he's, like, straight on. I tell you what, man, he is out there. He's funny as I just, shit, dude. I, I've got to give another shout he's out funny, to Jeff. Jeff funny as shit. He is out there, man, spreading the show. He's sharing links in Dad's groups. He's telling friends. He's, he's, he's getting it out there, man. So thank you, Jeff. You're a champion, man. Yeah, always. Um... So the next one is all drug and alcohol related, which I know just by being in rehab, the numbers were, I wouldn't say balanced, it was probably 75, 25 men to women. Um, the next one says men perish from drug and dudes deaths at the rate of 16.2 for 100,000 people compared to women, 10.2. But like, it just seems like if you have an alcohol problem and you're a dad, between that and if you have an alcohol problem and you're single, I think... I mean, I don't think, like, it's kind of obvious. I think you would hide it more as a family man, right? Like, you go out and you fucking party with your friends and shit like that. But, like, I used to hide drinks and fucking everything. Like, I used to get, like, a Diet Coke or whatever from fucking Wendy's and fill the rest and, like, walk around on the beach or, like, you know, out with him or whatever. Like, I fucking do that shit all the time. And I think that's, at least from the stories that I heard in rehab, that was more of a guy thing. Because when the women were there and they were talking about their struggles, it was always, like, them by themselves, just fucking cranking, dude. Like, not even going out with your friends and celebrate. Like, they would actually recluse. They wouldn't drink heavily when they went out. They would sip a little bit when they get out, and they tank it all back when they got home. So, yeah, so I I, I don't know, man. Like, here, and then the follow-up ones, because the rest of them are kind of the same. 
alcohol-induced deaths are three times higher among men. Uh, uh, more men than women use alcohol, binge drink, and drink heavily. And then finally, seven was more men than women are obese, which of fucking course they are. Yeah, yeah, look, and again, I think, I think, and I'm saying this as an addict, I think it's because there are more guys out there bottling their shit up, right? It's addiction, uh, addiction, as much as people want to say, oh, it's not, not a disease and this, that and the other, you know, you, you made the choice to jack, jack yourself up in the arm and this, that and the other. Yes, they made that choice, but addiction is linked to trauma. Trauma and addiction go hand in hand. Uh, um, drugs and alcohol are a coping mechanism. That coping mechanism then leads to addiction to a point where you have no fucking control over it whatsoever. I know that because of, I'm a, a recovering alcoholic myself. I Rather than talking about my problems, I would hide in the fucking garage and I'd drink. 12, 15, 18 fucking beers until I was good and stewed and I could just go to bed and pass out. That was it. And then to swing it back to fucking dads just having issues, not just men, but dads in general. I read a, a, an article written by a woman about the dad bod trend, right? That men have jumped onto because now they have to do less work or whatever. They can let themselves go and shit like that. But the article goes in by the woman saying the reason why the women like the dad bod is because the woman wants to be the one that looks more in control and that is more put together. They want the attention. And again, written by a woman. I will find it because it just came up while having this conversation. There is a dad bod that everyone knows what that means. There's no mom bod. Like dad bod is now praised for, for being like body positive. And people who are going to the gym and trying to make it, it's like, well, you guys are doing too much. I'd rather have this. But the woman in the article says that we want that because when we're at the beach together, we want to be the center of attention. If the guy's the center of attention, we feel like it's being taken away from us, which to no fault of their own. Like, fucking, I'm sure if your guy's out of shape and you're in fucking, like, if you're built like a brick shit house, yeah, of course you like to get looked at. Everyone likes to, dude, it's not like a, a guy girl thing it is fucking guys who work out will compliment other guys because we like to look at people who are in shape but now dad bod is in and so is fucking really rail skinny dudes because that's just the new dad bod like the new dad bod or the new like optimal looking um guy look is a guy that is skinnier than the girl and i think that has to do with the same thing where so like a beanpole figure right so like it seems like women can can be body positive and now they're on like victoria's secret ads and stuff like that plus size women and stuff like that when was the last time you saw a plus size ad for a dude dude i was just having this conversation with christine the other day where i saw a a piece i think it was on the project uh, which is like a news news show here a current affair type news show and but it's more of like a panel show where they all end up discussing it and shit and they they did i think it was a ad for underwear i think it might have been a bonds ad or something like that and they had five women of different sizes and shapes and then they had five men with fucking amazing figures ripped abs fucking pecs looking like double d cups you know like Fucking amazing looking men. And the women are sitting there going, oh, I just love the body positivity and, and this, that and the other. And, and one of the guys turns around and goes, hang on. Okay, but you're only looking at one line here. Yeah, look at all these, all these women in different body shapes and, 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 and that sort of thing. That is great. But what about us guys? He said, you've got five guys there all looking the same. He goes, what kind of pressure is that putting on men to think that's what they have to look like? He goes, now, if they were really going to be body positive and talk about inclusivity here, why aren't there five men of different shapes and sizes? Why isn't there a beanpole, a big fat fella, a guy who is ripped, and then two other average dudes? Like, where's the? this is all just a double standard now. 
I understand you're working towards body positivity, but what about the guys? But I think companies are pandering because they don't want to get in trouble. And I think a majority of the people who speak up about body positivity are females, right? At least in my estimation, they are. Guys don't. So they don't need a company to cater to them the same way that like people need to cater to like woke people or whoever the fuck, right? So it's just like, if you see a Victoria's Secret of a whole bunch of women, everyone walks by and goes, oh my God, that's amazing, good for them. And it's true, fucking good for them. They're starting to cater to fucking everybody. And like, if everyone wears their shit, fine. Pass by fucking Aeropostale, pass by Hollister, pass by any guy-centric store, pass by a fucking suit store. It is always a dude who is thin in a fucking suit. I have never, and if they're out there, fucking send them to me. I don't give a shit, but I'm not eating crow over this one because a majority of the ads that go up for guys are fucking skinny, ripped, fucking shredded, muscle, the whole fucking thing. But the ones that go up for women, and I think the companies out there are just trying to shut people up. That's all I think it is. I think they're trying to shut fucking people up. Because for years, Victoria's Secret ran the angel party and the blah, 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 and this and that, and all the fucking girls are half naked or whatever. And why couldn't the same cry for body positivity be then? Like, so what? They're in shape. So if they're happy the way they look, isn't that the same thing? Is that body positivity? But like a guy, dude, I have never seen a billboard. Never, ever, ever. And now I'm sure I can search one and find it, but it's usually never like Gucci. It's not like big names. It's like Bob's fucking big store or whatever. Like, of course, they're going to do that because that's a catering job. But you show me the next fucking 50 fucking billboards down the highway or you show me the next 50 commercials and you're never going to fucking see a big ass dude in them. Yep. Yeah. Well, look, I'm, I mean, I, I realize I'm still floating around 195 to 197 pounds thereabout. But even so, when I was 200 pounds, I was, I was just, I was fucking fat, right? And I felt like shit. I hated looking in the mirror at myself, you know, this, that, and the other. And I would, I would talk to, talk to other people. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I really got to get to the gym. Like, I, I, I feel like shit. And they're like, yeah, but look, you're a dad. Like, you got a dad bod. It's all good. And I'm like, yeah, okay, but that's what's acceptable. That's fine. But... I'm not, if I felt good about myself, it would be a different question. It would be a totally different argument. But I don't feel good about myself. I don't feel good looking in the mirror. So that's why I'm doing it. It's not because that, you know, oh, I want to I wanna be muscly and ripped. It's because I want to feel fucking better about myself. Yeah. And that's the difference between how people support females and how people support men. People support females like, dude, you're beautiful no matter what. I don't care what weight you are. And that's the way it should be, right? Like, I don't give a fuck what you look like. If you're the person I'm in love with, I'm in love with you no matter what. When guys get that, it's like, well, dad bods are in. Oh, but wait a minute. You just told women that they can look however they want, and that's fine. That's acceptable no matter how you look. When dude's a little chunkier, when dude's got a beard or whatever, and the best you can say is, well, that look is in right now, that's not a good compliment. Like, they get all these things where it's like, well, you're you're awesome all women are fucking blah 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 which is good. like that's the way people should be complimented for a guy it's like well you know you're older now you can't do all the same stuff so why isn't it just like look however the fuck you want you're beautiful no matter what like why don't we get the same and i know there's people out there to do it right like if you're happy look however you want but it's not the rallying cry not for guys more and women will support other women and women in my estimation support dudes more where yeah, there is that, yes, I want to have a dad bod because I want that, but I'm sure that's not everybody. But I've heard women say, dude, like, if you're happy, look however you want. It's how guys feel about themselves. So if I take my shirt off and I'm walking around and someone's like, that's great, dad bods are in. I don't hear that as a good thing. I hear that as I'm a fat fuck. Like, that's what I hear. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just like almost like they're trying to placate you. Make you feel better. It's all right, buddy. Like, that's what's cool at the moment. That's what's trending. Yeah. And while we're at it, can we all, men, women, whoever fucking collectively stop the, um, uh, oh, well, you can't say 
like, you know, these models aren't plus size. That's not fair. This man isn't plus size. Maybe to them they are, right? If you're supposed to be 150, 154, and you're 200 something pounds, doesn't matter how you carry it. If you look in the mirror and you feel fat, fat ain't a fucking bad word. I don't use it on other people, but I sure as fuck use it on myself in like bulking season. So if I feel that way, you can't be like, well, you're not fat, he's fat, or that's, or you're misusing the word. Well, go fuck yourself. Like I'm using it because that's how I feel. Yeah, well, look, I've seen I've seen that in your posts, man, as well, because you know, I, I think I think it might have been about six months ago I saw a post from you where it was like, hey guys, just a PSA. Like I understand where you where you're coming from. It's in your like coming from the best place of your heart. Stop telling me I look good. I don't feel good. That's why I'm doing this shit. Can we just stop? Yeah. And when you say, but you look good this way, and I don't want to look that way, it's more offensive than it is anything else. Like, read your room. You know what I'm saying? If one of your friends comes up and says, hey, man, I think I'm getting a little heavy, instead of being like, no, my God, you're not, because you're not that first fucking person's feeling. Be like, well, why do you think that way? Oh, because, you know, I got this extra or whatever. All right, so then, you know, fuck, you change your eating style, bitch. Like, and if you're good with friends, and, and if you're good friends with them, at least for guys, you'd be like, yeah, you fat fuck. Why don't you start eating some carrots? Because that's how guys fucking talk to each other. But can we, like, we all need to stop that shit. Well, you should be happy the way you are. First of all, don't tell me what I fucking should anything. If I feel a certain way, like I have a goal, right? Cosplay's coming around. I got 82 days to Lobo, Kratos, fucking Bizarro. Ab-wise, I'm not looking the way I want to. Vascularity's still coming out. Good, all this stuff. But I know I have a deadline. So stop being like, well, it looks good now. No, it fucking doesn't. Right now it is acceptable. I have a certain look in mind that I got to hit the next fucking three months. And, and again, like everybody has different standards anyway. They're looking at you going, hey, you look good now. But again, you've got this, like you said, a goal in your mind of what you want to be looking, looking for. So yes, you may look good now. That's fine. But you've still got this this image, this this thing you're working towards. So, I mean, sitting there going, oh, man, you look great anyhow. It's, it's fucking pointless. It's, it's a moot point. Yeah. And we're going back and forth saying how guys are fucked up and how girls are fucked up or females or whatever, right? Chicks are known to get away with this shit. They see a dude and they post it or whatever. Be like, well, I prefer a dad bod. I don't even like that. But if a guy turned around and said, I don't like fat girls, I want you to be skinny, that would be a problem. Like, it's fucked up either way. It's fucked up either way. But Like, if you see a dude in shape and you and all your friends are like, that's gross. I'd rather a dad bod. I want a little chunk on my guy. Like, you don't know how that's making him feel. That is the equivalent to if you're at the gym and you're a female and you're a little overweight, that's a bunch of dudes standing around. And I want to hear fucking that happens every day. Stop. Because everything happens every day. You can't lump that in. If, if you got a girl that's a little overweight and she's really pretty, that's like you out loud saying, yeah, she's really pretty, but she's too fat for me. You can't do it to the other side then. Like, that is fucking, that's fucked up. Don't say shit. Yeah, actually, now you say that as well, it reminds me, there was an article that came out recently, and I'm not sure if you've seen it as well, but it was, uh, this, this woman had done a TikTok of her and her husband, right? She's a bigger woman. And her husband was fucking ripped, absolutely jacked. Bit like you, you know, like sleeves hugging his arms, the whole fucking lot. And they were getting ready to go out, I think it was. So they did this TikTok where she's in a dressing gown, he's in a towel. And then they've sort of done the drop, you know, and now they're in these flash outfits ready to go out. And all the comments were like, man... Homegirl's punching above her weight, or what does he see in her? Like he could do so that much ain't none better of your than fucking her. Business. <laughs> That's right. I mean, and and I it, it fucking hit home for me as well because I mean, look, I'm not in the greatest shape. I'm still working on that. Right. My 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 beautiful wife is a bigger woman, but it hit home for me because it was like, well, fuck. Like, I almost stopped working out, dude, because I'm like, fuck, if I, if I become muscular or fit and trim, is she going to start getting Will that she, same yeah, weight? Okay. Yep, I'm with you. You know what I mean? Like, if I take a fucking photo with my wife and put it online, 
what are people going to be fucking saying as well? You know what I mean? Well, that goes back to that age-old question. I think what say you covered, I'm sure it's been covered a bunch. Say, um, say you get married, right? You're a fucking spelled 170. She's 102. You're both gym people, right? And you fell in love with her because of that. Like, yes, you're in love with her, all of her, but that's, that's her, right? Um, over the course of the year, you keep working out. She balloons up to 210, right? On a fucking five foot one girl, 210 looks a lot different than it does on someone who's like six foot four, obviously because of fucking weight and height. And I'm saying both sides. If the woman does that and the guy balloons up and the girl stays in shape, you are then allowed on both sides to be like, listen, don't give me that fucking, you promised me you loved it, but yes. But there's also an obligation to, to uphold your fucking end of the bargain. And that's being healthy, right? So you can't, don't, don't guess like the other person when you put on 70 pounds and be like, well, you said blah, so you're a liar. Like, no, that's not what it was. That's not what it was. But there's also a lazy factor in there too, right? Like you don't, like if you go out and you put on makeup and do all the rest of that stuff and blah, 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 and you get yourself all done because you see it all the time. Like I showed fucking Saturday the other day said 27 porn stars without makeup. Everyone looks normal without makeup. You doll anyone to fuck up and makeup, they look better. When I do my Lobo and I got the black and the fucking guy liner and the wig, of course I look fucking better. Of course I look better. A little bit of extra for, dude, I wear guy liner fucking all the time. You know why? Because the shit looks good. Makes your eyes pop, baby. Makeup does that. That's what it's meant to be. But if you if you make that that commitment promise, that we're going to work through shit all the time. Someone should be able to come up to you and be like, listen, man, you're looking unhealthy. We can't go for walks anymore. Stuff like that. Like we got to work on this shit. You then cannot pull the card on your guy or your girl and say, well, that's body shaming. Like, no, it's fucking not. There is a difference. I didn't call you a fat fuck and put your head in a fucking pig trough. Like I didn't do that. I'm saying that you told me these things and I got involved with you. Because that is the person that you gave to me. It's the same thing saying that you're a millionaire and it turns out a week later you're broke as a motherfucker. It's the same shit. Just because it has to do with a body, now people want to get all fucking up in arms. Like, you can't do that. That's why the first person you always meet when you date someone, 90% of the time, is a used car salesman. They're opening up the door for you. They're doing this. I pay for everything. Two weeks later, they ain't opening up shit. You know why? Because everything up front was a lie. So when you start dating somebody and they look like they're in shape and you're like, oh, you work out and say the person doesn't, they just naturally look like that. Oh yeah, I work out five days a week. And she's like, oh my God, so do I. That's a part of what connects you. Like that's a part of what you guys fucking built. Because, it, because it's, it's, it's something you think you have a common interest there. Yes. So if you balloon up fucking 80 pounds, because that really wasn't you, she or he has every fucking right to be like, wait a minute. I thought this was you because that's the person that you sold me. That's like you going out head to toe in a fucking, uh, 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 a bespoke suit and fucking, and, 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 and $700 shoes talking about that's how you flex all the time. People are like, Oh, that's fucked up. You shouldn't have did that. But this is the same thing. You're still selling one person up front, knowing that that ain't you. And two, three weeks later, you are not allowed to turn back around and the other person and be like, you said you love me for the way you are because you got every right in the world to be like, yeah, but you ain't the fucking way you are now, are you? Yeah, that's not what you're you not. told me. You're, what yeah. you told me is not the way you are. Yeah. I, I totally get what you're saying. You said you love me for the way you are. Yeah, but that's not who I fell in love with because all of these things matter. I didn't fall in love with you because you were a gym person. I fell in love with you because that, that was part of it. I didn't fall in love with you because of this. I fell in love with you because it was part of it. If I fall in love with one aspect of you, that's just as bad as just loving you because you're in shape. That's just, I just fell in love with you because you got big ass tits. Like all that shit is the same. So we got to stop picking and choosing and cherry picking what we think is offensive and what's not. Because if, if for six months you lie that you got money and it turned out that you're broke, you can't turn around to that person and be like, oh, what? You don't like me now because I'm broke? Like, no. I don't like you because you're a fucking liar. That's why. It's got nothing to do with the fucking money. You lied to me for six months. So if you say you're a gym person and over the court, and you only did that to find a dude, right? Like say it was a revenge body or you want to do that to find a chick and you flex, like that's what you do all the time. If you fall out in love with that person and that person's like, you said that you love me fucking no matter what. Yeah, but you're a liar. 
and that I cannot fucking love. And that's where that standard comes in. Well, on that note, man, we're running out of time. We're over, I think. Well, um, look, I mean, I know we're way over time. Uh, it's probably going to come under because I edit all this shit. And I mean, it's vulgar. We're vulgar as it is. And I leave a lot of shit in. But we recently got a request to do a live uncut episode by our young mate, Jeff. Yeah, but all the, I feel like they are, but I think opening up the lines to like having other people pop in and ask questions, I think that's a great idea. Yep. So we're going to, we're going to plan that. We're going to have a live episode in the coming weeks. That's right. A Pivot Eli episode. Oh, and then the one thing I wanted to throw at you was we got to do a dating game shit or a marriage game shit where we write questions for the other person's mate. And we see which one knows the other one better. We get the fucking girls on too, man. Like, who gives a shit? Like, that's the shit is supposed to get at it. Anyway, fucking parenthood, fatherhood, and shit like that. And we do the same thing with the kids. Like, that's the kind of shit we want to do. So keep listening. Keep sharing. Do the fucking thing. Like, people are going great. They're fucking rating. They're doing all the rest of that shit. Do it. And you're going to get fucking more from us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, oh, dude. Speaking of shirts. I saw that yours came in the mail this week, man. They both fucking came in along with all that other stuff. Dude, I'm so grateful. Plus, now I found that Musashi company. They got them on Amazon. You got to order directly from them. But the numbers on that shit were great. Dude, you sent me. Oh, uh, tonight when I get back from cardio, me and Sarah are going to do the Vegemite video for you. Fuck yes. I want to see your reaction on that, man, because. I can't fucking wait. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, it's, it's one of those foods, man, where. Like, just take it easy, because you will, you'll, you'll retain water, man. The sodium content in that is phenomenal. Oh, me and Sarah started to make you a fucking care package, too, dude, of inherently American stuff. We're going to throw some stuff in there for Eli and shit. Like, maybe stuff you can't get, or stuff that's like, like, I'm going to find you the most, obno- dude, obnoxious American, the eagle, the fucking two flags, the fucking guns, the fucking, tr- dude, I'm going to send you the most obnoxious American shirt in the fucking world. I will find that shit and I will send it to you. It's going to be awesome. Oh, dude, I love it. I love it, man. I love it. Well, on that note, guys, we're going to get out of here. And we'll see you again next week. Peace. Thanks for listening to the show. You can follow the podcast as well on social media at Not So Secret Dads Business or on our website, notsosecretdadsbusiness.com. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please rate and review the show. It helps more than you realize. Until next time, guys, be the best dad you can be.